When to listen to Coach LaFleur try to struggle to explain what happened on Sunday, <laughs> we'll do it with Brandon coming up at 7.15, but it's not pretty. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 7 on this Monday morning. A robust muskwatch. Interesting stuff here. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, let's get to it. Well, I did say people were going to die. But he doesn't want people to die. He's back on the, he wants everybody to have, not everybody, some people to have kids. More of them. Yeah, so Musk, this is not new. He's always been concerned about the low birth rates of recent years. Um, because he thinks that's more dangerous than global warming. The fact that we're less people, he thinks younger generations, if they're thinner, that's going to be a problem. And he made news over the weekend saying that he was speaking at a convention in Rome, and he had this comment when it came to Italians. Please make more Italians is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. They're in the lab. Okay. Yes, he wants more. And he said this about other um, countries as well. He said, look, all government leaders got to make sure you're having children to create a new generation. He said that in Italy, he said that about Japan, France, you're going to disappear if you're not creating more kids. So have more kids was his line. And actually, Jeff Bezos has said this too. Of course, he's the uh, former owner of Amazon. Yeah, Musk says it's the, it's the responsibility of yeah. developed nations to have more kids. We need more humans. That also the message from uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. So Bezos also speaking to a, a podcast, the Lex Friedman podcast, saying, I would love to see, you know, a trillion humans living in our solar system. If we had a trillion humans, we'd have at any given time a thousand Mozarts. Which I guess... (laughs) These guys are just doing the math. Yeah, yeah, extrapolate it out, right? Also, I didn't realize this, but like he says that uh, he doesn't really know Elon. I kind of figured that Bezos and Elon were like tight. Who's tight with Elon? Like, who are his friends? I don't know. Does he have any friends? I mean, when you're that type of person, I don't know. He's doing his part, too. Doesn't he have like a dozen kids or something? (laughs) Yes, and maybe that's Like, it's nearly a dozen, isn't it? He's got at least ten, I think. Uh, meanwhile, EU, European Union, looking into whether Elon Musk's X platform, so Twitter, is breaching new social media regulations in their first such investigation since they tightened their rules there. So they think there might be some disinformation being provided on X. So now the EU cracking down, they're going to investigate whether or not they want X to continue as is overseas. I will say this since he's taken over, my feed is strange. There's yeah. weird stuff popping up in there. And I don't even terms of content. Like I'll get these things where I'm tagged in a thing with... 20 other names and no message. Right. So what, what is that there's, about? There's definitely some different machinations. Yeah, taking different place. things. I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm. That's AI. Drop! <laughs> that's Musk. Musk Watch for December 18th. There's some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. I guess that's why we need more people. <laughs> Fight back. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind a career day for Baker Mayfield, the Tampa Bay Bucks put quite the dent in the Packers' playoff hopes as they sink Green Bay for the 34-20 win at Lambeau Field. Third and four, and that pass is caught by Moore. First down and more. David Moore exploding to the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. 
call on CBS as the Packers' defense surrendered over 450 yards and seemingly had no answer for Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. That was a tough one. Give Tampa a ton of credit. They came in and they whooped us in every phase. Uh, you know, outcoached us, outplayed us, and it's it's disappointing. I know the guys in the locker room are disappointed. Uh, a lot of time and effort goes into this thing, but ultimately. Um, we got to play better. We got to coach better. Speaking of a lot of time and effort, Vinny, you made the trip up to there's Green a, Bay. Yes, there's a lot of time and effort <laughs> involved in going to a game. No question. Taking I, the family up there, and I mean, you were there in person, but not. What did you take away from that game? I, I'm going to be honest with you. The broadcast, it, it felt quiet. It felt like a quiet game. Not a whole lot to really get excited for. But what I noticed in person that you don't catch on TV. Two things, and I'm. Anxious to talk to Tosh about this. Defensively, mm-hmm. and did we get beat over the top one time? No. So Well, not really. Not really. Up the, the middle, that middle of the soft field. Yeah. middle is open all Zone. the time. Yeah. You know, they need 11, they get 13. <laughs> Every time. Every was time. Was it third down for, for Tampa the entire game? <laughs> it was third down, but they were always getting that first yeah. down. And then offensively, I did feel like... Jordan Love is not hitting guys in stride, mm. and you can see where they open up, where it's like your eye is like, boom, him, and then beat, beat. Now the throw comes, and it's just a step late. Right, like he's not yeah. throwing to spots. He's throwing to guys that maybe he sees late, and the defense closes on them. So just a couple of things that you notice yeah. when you can watch the whole field. Mm-hmm. But not the crowd was not friendly to Joe Barry. There were literally chants. They didn't have much to really <laughs> cheer for. With the loss, the Packers dropped their second straight game, falling to 6-8 and eight on their season. And according to QB1, as Vinny was just talking about there, despite a hit to the playoff odds, he says the team just needs to find a way to win. We've had highs and we've had lows, so um, it's just finding a way to win these games. That's what it comes down to. Um, you know, we found a way a couple of weeks, and, and we haven't found a way. So um, just all about how we bounce back now at this point. Um, and respond going forward. Got three games left, so, um, you know, just got to get back to the, the win column. Packers back out on the road next Sunday in Carolina. And lastly, from bad news to good news, the Milwaukee Bucks continued their home hot streak, winning their 13th straight game at Pfizer Forum, defeating the Houston Rockets on Sunday night by a final of 128 to 119. Giannis, left of the lane, draws two defenders, works to the middle to Natalie Lillard. Lillard, new into the game. He's had a big night, shook his man, watches, and rips the cords from straight away. That was cold-blooded. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as Lillard there finished with the night with 39 points, leading all scores. Giannis also in this one, another historic night, added 26 points and 17 boards. Once again, a new franchise record for Giannis, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the Bucks career rebounding leader no bucks game today they are back in action tomorrow night against the san antonio spurs we'll check the week ahead including a presidential visit here in milwaukee that story next on wisconsin's morning news time to bust the tower it's time to look at the week ahead let's go all right a week ahead what can we expect to see on the tvs in the papers on here on the radios or on your timeline this week Start with today. Today is the tenth busiest shopping day of the year, by the way. Tenth busiest. Okay. As we get closer to the big holiday a week from today. Is it today like the Monday before Christmas yeah. or is it the date? Yeah, it's the day. So I guess it's the Monday. So Monday before yeah. Christmas, a very busy shop. <laughs> I guess okay. so. Uh, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the nation's highest court. She will lie in repose at the Supreme Court today. That's as is pr- uh, tradition. 
Uh, O'Connor, 93 years old. She died earlier this month. Her funeral scheduled for tomorrow. Brad Pitt turned 60 today, by the way. Can't be. Keith Richards turns 80 today. Also can't be. <laughs> uh, the big local story of the week will be the president beca- being in Milwaukee on Wednesday. So the commander-in-chief will spend the day, or at least a portion of the day, in Milwaukee Wednesday. Now, typically, they don't tell us exactly where, when, and all that until we get a little bit closer. So we'll probably learn that by tomorrow, I would imagine. Well, And of the administrations we've covered, the Biden administration has been particularly late on those details. Every president is different, every administration is different, every campaign is different, but I just feel like we learn pretty late, whether it's him or whether it's been the vice president visiting, that we don't really know until the day before what's up. The last time he was here was uh, around the time of the Republican debate. It was in August. He was at Inga team in the Menominee Valley, so... And this is, I think it's a campaign visit, right? We've gotten details from the campaign yeah. as opposed to an official presidential yep, visit. Yep. And sometimes they combine the two. Like, well, if I give a speech and have a cup of coffee at a school <laughs> or something like that, then I can at least get it partially paid Correct. for by the taxpayers. A federal hearing going to be held for the man accused of trying to shut down the engines of that Alaska Airlines plane. Remember that? Yeah. In October, Joe Emerson been charged with interfering with a flight crew. He tried to turn off the engines. He was uh, on shrooms and dealing with some depression and other things. Now he faces charges in Oregon as well, including 83 felony counts of attempted murder. Now he's been pleaded out on some of that stuff, but this guy unfortunately had some demons that he was fighting. He will spend some time behind. Sort of ignited an important conversation though, because if you admit as a pilot that you're struggling with mental health stuff, well, they pull you out of the cockpit which I guess you can argue is probably a good idea, but on the flip side, it you know, suppresses people going out and getting help. Right, and saying what, they have an issue because right. they don't want to lose their job. Exactly. Correct. Uh, hello, winter solstice. It is nearly here. That is on the 21st, the shortest day of the year, and the official first day of winter for a large portion of the world. Of course, when I say shortest day, no, I mean... Eric, the days are the same <laughs> amount of time. Still 24 don't say hours. shortest day of the year. Yes, yes, yes. Daylight. We're we talking just mean about, daylight. Of yeah, but it I'm... doesn't line up exactly with the solstice, right? Uh, it's a little bit. Are different. we on the upswing already? Are we getting lighter? So our. Our sunset is different, but our sunrise is oh, also okay. different. So if you go by the sunrise yeah. and the sunset, then total it amount of daylight. Yeah, I mean That's we can argue, we can split hairs if we want on that one. I know it's dark. Starting on the twenty second, it'll get a little bit better. Just remember that at the movie theaters. Ooh, big one, of course, because it is the holiday. Could it be? It's time for Atlantis to reveal itself. <laughs> oh, baby. Aquaman? Fresh off his visit to New Berlin, Jason Momoa back. <laughs> it's Aquaman. This time, Aquaman 2 in the Lost Kingdom. I saw Aquaman at the Packer game. Not oh, really. yeah? Just some shirtless dude with the hair all over the place. <laughs> yeah. from the back. But the not guys nearly around me thought it was pretty good. I'm like, hey, check it out. Aquaman's here. Oh, and they like that? You yeah. made some friends. High comedy. Well done. Uh, there's that. And then there's rom-com Anyone But You, which drops Friday. So, yeah, those are your choices. Anything But You stars Sidney Sweeney from Euphoria and Glenn Powell, who is the, the bad guy. Not really, but pseudo bad guy in Top Gun Maverick. News about your money this morning, WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update, Dow Jones Industrial Average. That closed Friday at 37,305, up about 57 points. The NASDAQ at 14,814, that was up as well, about 52. S&P 500 fell less than a point to 4719. Get ready for 2024 with investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. 
Well, the Bucks were a bright spot in sports on Sunday. Brandon Snyder, the has Milwaukee that. Bucks, yes, <laughs> not Thank those Buccaneers. Seven forty-five. We got sports with Brandon. Learning new details about the death of Matthew Perry. Of course, he was found unresponsive in his jacuzzi in October. Sounds like he had ketamine in his system. The acute effects of ketamine can include a lower heart rate, lower blood pressure. People can stop breathing. They can have seizures. They can have a coma. So what's interesting about this, and he was an addict and he had been fighting addiction for a long, long time, wrote a book about it and whatnot, is that was he using ketamine to fight depression? According to the report, he had high levels of ketamine in his blood, with Perry reported to be receiving ketamine infusion therapy for depression and anxiety. However, an investigation concluded the ketamine did not come from the infusion therapy, as his last treatment was a week and a half before his death. So and the drug clears the system in a few hours. Right, so that's yeah. ABC's Jacqueline Lee. So it would appear that he probably got his hands on some ketamine and was using it. Then that led to his death in the jacuzzi. It's before 8 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll get into it more in the 8 o'clock hour because there's a lot to break down. But uh, the president's motorcade was not moving. It was staging, really, to pick up the president. And a car went slamming into one of the Secret Service vehicles. Kind of a frightening moment in the short term. Long term, it looks like nothing. This wasn't a target of the president or anything like that. It was just a guy who cracked up his car in the rain. But what makes it so unique is that it was all caught on video, the entire sequence of events. The president's reaction to it as well. Here, you want me to play that? Oh! Right? I think that's how... What caught Eric and me this morning was it seemed like exactly how anyone would respond to hearing a car crash. Right. Oh, hey. And not just the commander-in-chief, but the Secret Service detail next to him. Like, all of them seemed like they were just witnessing a car crash for the first time. Oh, look at that. Did you also see he had his phone with him? So if you can look at the videos all over the networks this morning, you can even look it up. Just do um, Biden motorcade crash or whatever, and it'll it'll come up. So he's walking out of this event. It looked like he had his phone with him. It would have been hilarious if he just starts rolling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's going to be great for my Instagram. <laughs> I thought that was really tacky when the commander-in-chief took a selfie in front of the crash. Oh, hey! He's got, got the phone out, like, crashed behind him. <laughs> He's out there exchanging information with the guy. Hey, happens. Nobody's hurt. Here, That's the important are, thing. I got the insurance here. Right. here. Let's take a look. All right. Ron, you got the insurance. Give the guy <laughs> our card. Hey, God love you. Merry Christmas. Worried about his rates going up now. It's right before the holiday. Right. I mean, you know, it wasn't obviously we're not at fault here, but you know, like this, it's going to impact us. It's going to impact the finances. He's all stressed out about them. But yeah, Eric's right. The, the Secret Service response was somewhat underwhelming, and we'll get into that uh, sort of frame by frame coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing to the Giants in Week 14, the Packers returned home looking to stay in the playoff pitcher. And behind a big offensive day, the Tampa Bay Bucks stormed Lambeau Field for the 34-20 win. Third down and six. Mayfield to the end zone. Evans, touchdown! What a dart from Mayfield! And the Bucks regain the lead. The call on CBS as Mayfield would finish the day 22 of 28, 381 yards, 
four touchdowns, included, including tossing for a perfect passer rating, becoming the first visiting quarterback to do so at Lambeau Field. Baker went out and shredded us, and you know, and, and it's disappointing, obviously, because we sacked him five times, and ultimately that, that still wasn't enough. And there were some situations where we got him in third and long, they throw a screen, get a first down. On the Packers' side of things, quarterback Jordan Love had a much-improved day as opposed to Week 14, tossing for 284 yards, including two touchdowns. Despite a better game on offense, QB1 spoke after the game on his takeaway from the team's second straight loss. You know, I think the way we started was was decent. I think we put some good drives together. Um, I think the only thing that hurt us was getting out of the red zone. I think uh, we didn't capitalize on some of those opportunities um, and didn't put up enough points right there. So that's, that's definitely what hurt us uh, tonight. With the loss, the Packers now sit at 6-8 and eight on their season, officially on the outside looking in for the NFC playoff race. we got three weeks left. Uh, we got three games, and, I mean, every game's a playoff mentality. And who knows what will happen, but um, and we can't get it all back at once. you got to earn it every day. got to get back to practice and just give it our best shot from here on out. You're shaking well, your head over there. Didn't feel like the playoffs <laughs> yesterday. I don't know. No, no, it def- definitely did not. Hopefully they'll uh, rectify that. They head out to Carolina next Sunday. Over to basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks won their 13th straight game at home as they beat Houston on Sunday night, Sunday night 128-119. to Here's a catch-and-shoot three from the corner. Connaughton couldn't finish, but Giannis sure did. Catches that one off the hop, and he rocks the rim with a big two-hand jam. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as Giannis would finish tonight with 26 points and 17 boards. He now becomes the Bucks' all-time leader in rebounds. Damian Lillard also tied his season high with 39 points. The Bucks are off today, back in action tomorrow night when San Antonio comes to Pfizer Forum. I got so many questions for Tausch coming up. I figured you did. I wanted to leave you a little bit of time. Oh, good. All right. Well, Mark because Tauscher, you saw it in person. Yes, and you know how things did. You see, football is one of those games that translates <laughs> fantastic for television, right? In, in in some ways, it's like better to be in mm-hmm. your living room. However, when you can see the whole field, you do see things differently than when you watch on the broadcast. So I have a couple of takeaways from there that I want to ask Tausch about specifically. He joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. Teams used to say, and this was Tampa Bay, other teams would basically tell their players that if they didn't play well or if they were acting out, that they would send them to Green Bay. Innovative. And now Green Bay is looked at as one of the places that you want to go. If it's about football, this is where you want to go. And Packers Hall of Famer. I think Reggie White had a huge part in changing that narrative. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your Southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Okay, I've been super excited to talk to you this morning, Tausch. Not that I'm not normally. However, I've a new line of questioning for you, having gone to a game now. We went yesterday afternoon. And you know, even with a rudimentary understanding of the game, you see things differently when you can see the whole field, right? Mm-hmm. So, first first question, defensively. It was third down all day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, they always had a third down. And if they needed 11, they got 13 or whatever. Like, over and over and over again. So, something I could see from my vantage point is, while we didn't get beat over the top, man, that middle of the field is soft. There are guys around, but somebody's open all the time over the middle. What the hell? Yeah, I think the biggest critique of Joe Barry over the last three years and really – a lot of it this season has been 
the what we saw in the Giants game on that uh, on that uh, two minute drive where it was you know just wide open through him nine yards got out of bounds no sweat is that things came too easily now on the on the flip side yeah they don't give up a ton of big plays but yesterday they did whether it was poor tackling or whatever was the case so you want as a defense to dictate what the offense can do you want to feel as if there are certain parts of the field or certain things that you can't do because the defense takes it away from you. And with Joe Barry's group, and I think with, with the Packers' defense as a whole, I, I, don't, I don't think that people ever sense that. There have been games where the defensive front has dominated, gotten in. You look at the Detroit Thanksgiving game where you're in Goff's face and you're uh, putting a lot of pressure. If you were doing that to Baker Mayfield, and you sacked him five times yesterday. It wasn't as if it was, you know, he had all day, all day. But when the money was on the table and it was third down and, you know, the one that got me, I think it was a second and 29, we saw a big play. It it just, things were too easy in the middle of the field where Devondre Campbell roams. If you look at the film and watch kind of some of that, I, I just saw some clips. The safety position is the other spot. That was taken advantage of yesterday by Baker and by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So defensively, it was way too passive. They never made anything happen. They sat back and let Tampa dictate what they were going to do. And that's why we're sitting here uh, talking about what's going to happen to the defensive coordinator and how this team can right the ship after we thought that they did a couple of weeks ago. You know, Tosh, there's a lot of assumptions today that Barry is likely gone at the end of the year, the defensive coordinator. But there's also, I'm noticing a lot of criticism this morning that the buck stops at the top, that it should be LaFleur that takes the brunt of the criticism for all of this. Yeah, it always, I mean, this is big boy football. And Matt LaFleur, I thought one of the decisions he made last year after that Detroit loss that cost us a playoff spot the whole season, everybody, I mean, fire Joe Barry has been on, I'm sure, every one of your timelines. Anyone <laughs> yeah. that oh, yeah. watches and covers the Packers at all, that has been an issue for a long time. Some people didn't think he should be hired. He, uh, Matt LaFleur wanted to hire other people two years ago, three years ago. But then I really felt like last year, that Monday, after the Packers got beat, and the fact, I think Wildy and I were doing the show, and the fact that it came out not even 24 hours after that, Packer fans were irritated. And I'm assuming everybody up there was irritated. Should have made the playoffs. And the fact that someone asked, what's the deal? What are you going to do staff-wise? And it was, we're going to basically, and he didn't use the term run it back, but he brought Joe Barry back without even looking Fangio. And we see what Flores is doing in Minnesota. So the buck always stops with the head football coach making these decisions, just like it does with the general manager drafting players, and eventually it goes to Mark Murphy, who makes the decisions over everybody. So night days like today, yes, when things are great, your head coach is a genius. When they're not, criticism reigns, and especially in a position where Matt LaFleur had the opportunity to do something, decided not to. And I said last year when he did it, okay, but this is your decision. I don't want all this critique of Joe Barry. You have to start with Matt LaFleur is the reason that Joe Barry is in Green Bay. 
Speaking of speaking of Packers president Mark Murphy, he was out. So Tausch, I was there. I was walking toward the gates. He actually went out and visited a tailgate. I saw one of the PR guys that I know, Aaron Popke, and I'm like, hey, what's the deal? He's like, ah, this guy fan had. I can't remember what milestone number of games, but this was like his five millionth game or whatever it was. So Murphy went out and visited him. As he's walking through the crowd who realizes who it is, is one of these characters in the parking lot. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. this lady before. She's like dressed like Winter Solstice Queen or something, has a Packers sort of cape and sort of royalty about her, and she couldn't wait to go up to Murphy. <laughs> Be like, hey. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Hi, Mark. It was a good yeah. moment. What? Did she uh, was it? Did she ask about Joe Barry to Mark Murphy? That's the, that's the question. Like, you know, we see we see Murphy does that Packer Five thing that he does on the website. This is where you really get the answers out in the parking lot. Been fun for someone to ask him some questions, get uh, get some details. For you, boy, I sure hope he goes back in private and says to him, "Hey, how about that one?" <laughs> uh I, see I can almost assure you, well, I'm not going to, I would bet that there's a lot of fun conversations in the background when when Packer Brass is Ooh. out with the, with the people. Did you get a little of this guy? <laughs> Thanks, Tosh.